I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, welcome back. Thanks for coming back for another episode. I really appreciate it. I am going to be looking down every once in a while here because I had a write error on my SD card on my Zoom pod quad whatever recorder thing here and so i'm looking down to make sure there's not a right error going on so i apologize for the weird awkward looking down and looking back up at you on the video but i have to do this because i I, it makes a big difference if there's a right error it sounds really bad on the podcast so uh for those on the video i apologize for the looking up and down but you know it is what it is so guys this is the second time I am jumping into this pot, this episode. So today, I want to go. I want to expand a little bit, expound a little bit on what I said on Tuesday's podcast. So if you haven't listened listened to Tuesday's podcast, go back to Tuesday's episode, episode one hundred. I didn't make a big deal about episode one hundred. I probably should have, but I didn't uh, because you know what? I don't really care. I don't. When when other ep- when other podcasts make a big deal about their hundredth episode or whatever, yeah, I guess it's a milestone. But I'm here for content. I'm not here to celebrate your 100 episodes or whatever. I get it. It's a personal. It's a personal thing, and that's cool. It's really cool for you. But as a listener, I really don't care that much. I, I'm here for content, and so. I'm not going to make a big deal of my 100th episode. Hurrah! Yay! There we go. There was my big deal. All right. So let's keep going here. So I, w- I want to focus in a little bit more on some things that I've been thinking about pertaining to Tuesday's podcast. And it, it, it the podcast is titled getting out of or closing down my business and getting out of and go getting a job, something like that. Episode 100. And, um, just going through the thought process of that, because that's what I was considering. And so I I did not go that route, ultimately, after comparing a job that I was looking at um, to what I pay myself and the benefits of being an owner of a business and all the perks that come with that. It just wasn't worth it to get the job. And so I am uh, now wanting to talk about what it looks like if if you are going that route, if you do want to go that route, if you're if you're a solo operator like me and you're just done, you're just done with lawn care. You you're tired. You don't want to you don't want to mess with it anymore. It, it's just too much work. It's it, yes, for some of it's a, us, it's a labor of love, you know. But for many of us, we're just in it for the money. And so I'm not really. I am in it for the money, but I, I also love the work. But if I'm not making the money, I can't continue doing the work. Um, so that that's where I'm going with this podcast today. Um, so before we jump into that, just want to 
do my normal intro. I guess I'm I'm like the 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 podcast weatherman now or something cuz every episode I I start with how what it's looking like outside today, Dave or Jared or whatever the the meteorologist name is. So it is looking rainy, uh cloudy and cold outside here in Michigan today. Um, the weather, it's been rainy kind of all week. We, we, I think we had one day of sunshine this week and that was Sunday, maybe Monday too. But by and large, we're, we're cloudy all July and all February in Michigan. It's just, it's kind of miserable, but that's what the weather's looking like here. Um, we possibly could have some snow coming in this weekend, which would be kind of nice, but I don't know. It's small amounts, so I don't know if it's going to stick to the roadways because we've been warm, uh, and I don't know if it's going to be plowable. Even if it even if it uh, compounds over several days, I'm not sure it's going to be plowable events. So we just have to play that by ear. I do have one commercial lot that does need to be salted, so I can salt that. And I have a couple of driveways that... Uh, have a one inch trigger so I might be able to take care of those but other than that I don't really expect much work to come from it now we are going into February and February in Michigan is the snowiest month so hopefully I get some more snow work in February but by and large it's just been kind of a dud year and honestly I saw a lot of people posting in November that get ready this winter is going to be the hardest winter we have seen in a decade, and it just has not transpired. Even the Farmer's Almanac was saying that it was supposed to really be a really rough winter, and it just, it's not. It's not. So, just goes to show you, we can't predict the weather. No matter how many computer models we have, no matter what technology we have, no matter how much experience we have, we cannot predict the weather more than a couple of days out. So with that being said, let's play the show sponsor and then we will jump right into today's episode. As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. So, jumping into today's episode, what I want to talk about so if you're plan if you're in the lawn care business right now and you're solo or you, maybe you even have a crew and you're just like I'm done I'm not making enough profit in this business to stay in it uh, my family is suffering a little bit we're not making the money that we want to make we're not able to do the things that we want to do financially and so I want to get out of this business let's look at it. All right. So what if this is a question that I asked myself as I was looking at possibly closing down my business and getting a job was what would it look like to work a full-time job and do part-time lawn care or a part-time job and full-time lawn care? What is that going to look like? What That's something that you can consider 
when you're looking at closing down your business because there's you're going to have some free time because let's be honest running a business is time consuming all right you work a lot more in your business than you give yourself credit for many of us work 80 hours a week in our business now in the slow time of the year we work you know less than a quarter of that probably i don't spend a ton of time in my business in the winter time uh, but this year i am pouring over my income statement and all this corners wherever i can as far as finances go and so trying to save money where i can because last year was really rough and so you've got to consider getting if you're going to leave the lawn care business what would it and but you you're still passionate about it but you're just not making enough money what would it look like if you went out got a full-time job and did lawn care on the side or on the weekend like there's lots of people that do it there's tons of people that do lawn care on the side apart from their full-time job there's there's even people on social media like mitchell gordy he does he's a he's a, a state trooper and I was going to say police officer, Mitchell. So if you listen, which I don't think he does, but if he does, I corrected myself. He's a state trooper. There's, I guess there's a big difference. I don't know. But uh, so um, so he does lawn care or used to do lawn care on the side. Now he does tractor work like driveway renovations and brush hogging and stuff, uh, which is really cool. I want to get into some of that as well in my area if I can. Uh, I've this week I made up some yard signs that I'm going to hopefully be ordering here soon. I got to spend like 300 bucks on these yard signs. So it's, it's an investment and uh, I'm going to post them around and just see what I get from those. If I get anything from them, then I might consider purchasing a machine because where, when you're at where I'm at in business, where margins are tight, all right, margins are really tight for me right now. Uh, I had a, a rough year last year financially, uh, just with not making as much get to that place where um, I, I need to sell the work before I have the equipment. And so that, that's what I'm trying to do with these yard signs. I don't know if it's going to work or not. It's just a trial. I, you know, you have to take a risk sometimes in business. So that's what I'm doing with these yard signs, just dipping my toe in the water to see if I can attract some business for brush hogging just just by these yard signs, posting them around my area. And so we're going to see. We're going to see what happens there. But my, my thing is, you can work a full-time job elsewhere outside of the green industry and mow lawns on the side on the weekend. If you're passionate about it, do it. And maybe you can... If you do this, something that I thought of was that maybe if you're, if you're not, if you didn't start your business out in a good way, if you're not in a good spot financially, closing down the business is actually probably a good thing. Going and getting a job and then starting that business back up from the bottom and correcting the mistakes that you made the last time and, and adjusting your pricing to, to accommodate the needs that your family has, the needs that your business has, and then you can build it from there. Start part-time. I started part-time when I first started my business. I started with a push mower, a, a trimmer, and a broom. 
you can do the same thing with, with a business. You could keep all your equipment if you want. Just close down the business. Keep your equipment if it's paid off or whatever. If not, you can sell it and, and go back to a push mower. Start from scratch. Build your way up. You know the mistakes that you made before. Now you can correct them. And so that's something that I thought of when I thought about going out and getting a full-time job was, okay, well, I could still do lawn care on the side and, and build my business back up and build it the right way and build it strong. So that's something that you could do if you're going to leave the industry and go get a job. That's something that you could think of. And then with that, your family would be in a good financial place because you have a full-time job somewhere else, hopefully making more money than you were making in lawn care. And now you have a part-time income as well. That's something to think about. And then we want to look at, will the market, if you decide to get out of the business or start part-time, or if you're going to try and stay in the business, will you as a business owner in the green industry, let's say you're going to stay in the industry, will your market support what you need to charge to operate your business? This is another thing that I thought of when I was going through my income statement. I made about 6% profit in 2022. Is my market, will my market support what my business, what the costs of my business are? And it it will, but it's it's at like a six percent profit right now. And so yeah, I'm I'm kind of a doom and gloom kind of guy. I'm almost that glasses half empty kind of guy. But you have to think about this when you're when you're in business. You have to think about will my market support my business needs? Will it support what I'm trying to do? And if it won't. If you need to charge $58 a cut, no matter the size lawn, if that's your base rate and your market is only going to support a $45 cut, then you're you're out of business before you start. Now, yet, granted, there will be some people in your market that can pay that $58 per cut price. There will be. But you, you better be guaranteed that the big boys, the big companies that are already in your area, they're already targeting those people. And so you either have to find a way to cut your costs down to nothing. That's why I went to, with the Bradley mower last year. At the end of last year, I bought a Bradley mower. Why? Because it's 6500 bucks, brand new. A Toro Grandstand or Multiforce, the Grandstand is $13,000, a Multiforce is $15,000. The Bradley mower is half that price. It cuts my, my, my expenses way down. And so that's what you have to think about. You have to look at your equipment. I don't care what I have. Well, unless it's a Gravely. I, I brought a Gravely Pro Stance. I will never buy another Gravely Pro Stance in my entire life. That thing was a hunk. Of, I mean, it was built well built, but from the manufacturer, they just messed up on every level. And I just, I, I cannot go with a Gravely Pro Stance. Uh, I just don't like the Gravely mowers. I, I have a Gravely mower, but it's a residential mower and it actually cuts way better than the Gravely Pro Stance that I had. So 
that's that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> and it, it gets this mower gets used like two or three times a week. It's not like it's my main mower or anything. So I, I can handle that. And it was cheap, it's paid for, whatever. All right, so it doesn't really matter what kind of mower you get. I don't care. I don't care what you use for equipment. Does it cut grass? Does it cut grass well? Does it use the minimal amount of gas? Is there a lot of breakdowns with your equipment? What What do you have to do to cut costs so that you can lower that price per cut that you have to have in your business just to break even? If you don't know that number, you need to you need to figure out what your break-even point is for your lawns. You, you have to know what your minimum charge is to where you just break even on that lawn. And how I do this, and it's hard, I get it, it's hard if you're starting out and you've, you haven't mowed a lawn yet. It's hard to know. It's almost impossible to know. But once you get going, you need to keep track of those expenses month by month through your first year so that you can track, okay, maybe I need to raise my prices a little bit because it's not real. I'm not, I'm not breaking even here. You have to watch those numbers, especially your first year. But if you have a year under your belt, you can take that income statement that you have to have to bring to your tax guy and say, okay, you look at that and you say, all right, this is what I spent on all my expenses last year. Where can I cut? What what do I need to cut here? Is there anything that I'm spending money on that I don't need to spend money on? Am I eating out every meal of the day? Am I am I spending on just stupid stuff on Amazon or from my mower dealer that I just don't need? Am I buying expensive clothing for my business? Am I buying expensive work shirts for my guys? What can you cut? And that's what I'm doing right now in my business is just looking at all of my numbers, every single category and saying, what can I cut? What can I cut down on so that I don't have to, so that I can reduce my per cut break-even price? That's what you have to do. Your minimum price. When people say their minimum price, that's what it means. You're not going to make money on your minimum price. That's your minimum that's that's the minimum that you can charge on that lawn. So my thought is you should never, ever, under any circumstances, charge your minimum price because you have to make money. I don't care if you go up $5. If you're making $5 on that lawn, then that is good. You're making a profit on that lawn. Or even if it's $1, if it's $1 above your minimum price, you're making money on that lawn. You have to know where your minimum price is. You can't just pull it out of your butt. You have to understand what what costs go into mowing that lawn. You have to understand the time that it takes you to drive there. You have to understand the cost of your vehicle, the cost of fuel for your vehicle, the, the insurance of your vehicle, every little thing that you purchase and spend on a daily, weekly, monthly basis has to go into that minimum price of that lawn. And if you're in Michigan, like I am, and you do snow, all of that snow cost, I bake that into my lawns. Why? Because like this year, snow is not guaranteed. 
you are not guaranteed snow. And so you have to understand that it is by and large just a game of chance with snow anymore because of the the warming climate or whatever you may not get snow so you have to bake those costs into your lawn care so it's so important you got to think about this stuff guys when you are examining your business whether you're going to get out of the business or not you should be looking at this stuff every year every year going through your expenses with a fine tooth comb and seeing what you can cut just down to the bare bones that's why i i bought that bradley because yes it is the kia of mowers it is cheap it it's still well built but it's cheap and it's probably not as well built as some of the others on the market but it's cheap enough where i can make a good amount of money on that mower the monthly payment on it is $150 a month. I can handle that without a problem. I make like seven, eight grand in mowing a month in the summertime. I'm spending $150 a month to make eight grand a month. I will take that deal every day of the week, every day of the week. All right. Then the last thing that I want to talk about is the draw of the golden handcuffs. We all feel it, especially if you're where I am this year going into 2023, or if you're considering going out and getting a job, you know, the draw of the golden handcuffs, the job, just the draw, the draw of having that 401k, that match. Oh, that matching 401k or, or the, the health insurance or all the little perks that they give you, you know, perks. I'm doing air quotes for those of you that are listening on the podcast. All these little things that you get. Oh, we'll pay your lunch. We'll pay your 15-minute breaks. Ooh, I don't take breaks anyway. You dupe. Uh, I wanted to use a bad word. <laughs> you know, so in my business, I don't really take breaks anyway. I take like a 10-minute lunch in my business so it's like whatever there are dates that that's not an incentive to me but there's a draw isn't there there is a draw to all those little perks that they offer you like you start thinking in your mind like ooh, that does sound pretty good just going to the same place every day, doing the same job every day, the same way every day. And when you start thinking of these things, then it's like, ugh, ugh. I don't know if I really like the sound of that. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. I, that sounds miserable to me. After having freedom in your business, getting up when you want to, going and and working when you want to if your kid is sick and your wife has to work you can take the day off just let all your clients know hey i gotta take a day off my kid is sick and my wife has to work there's freedom when you own your own business there's freedom with a job Ooh, we're gonna give you two weeks off we're gonna give you two weeks off paid vacation every year doesn't that sound great? Well, yeah, except when you look at my business, I make about $6,000 less than what I would get paid from this golden handcuffs job. 
I basically get the winter pretty much off and I'm still paid a paycheck through the entire winter. Two weeks compared to five months. I don't, I don't know. You know, you think things like this, right? And it's guys, there's such a draw to these golden handcuff jobs. And maybe you come across one that is just way too good to pass up. Like in my area, we, we live right by a train track. So the, the train engineer company, whatever they're, they're hiring people right now and they're offering like paid training. You get paid $4,000 a week for paid training. And then you get like, I don't remember what it is, but your first year you make like 80 grand, uh, to operate trains in the yard you know, and just be this guy in the yard or whatever. And it's like, Ooh, that sounds really, really good. But then you, you look at the the work schedule and it's pretty vague. It's like, must be willing to work overtime. What they don't tell you is must be willing to work a lot of overtime, must be willing to work weekends. What they don't tell you is to work many weekends. They don't tell you this stuff because they want it to look attractive. But you're you're sacrificing your freedom for money. That's the golden handcuffs that they talk about. The golden handcuffs of a job. And it's just you have to you have to bear out every single piece of your business comparing it to a job. And what you get with your with your business compared to a job, is it worth it to you to give up the freedoms that you have being self-employed for a job? Is it worth it? Maybe it is. And if it is, that's great. I'm not trying to talk down to anyone here. I'm just trying to work through and, and help you guys to think about some of these things that I struggled to think about. I went through this for about two weeks and it wasn't until the the last night of the second week that I started thinking about this stuff, like the, the meat and potatoes of this thing. Like I'm giving up freedom for 40, 50, 60 hours of my day or of my week. I'm not going to be able to have that family time with my family. I'm not going to be home evenings. I'm home almost every evening. I'm home almost every weekend. It's plus I get the five months off in the winter, basically, unless it's a really snowy winter, but even so you get good amount of time off and you're still getting paid. It it just does for me, the golden handcuffs job just doesn't compare with the freedom that I have in my business. So you have to, you have to look at the freedoms that you have in your business. You have to look at everything your business pays for as perks. It pays for your work truck. At least it should be. Uh, it pays for your family cell phones. At least it should be. It pays for maybe your Amazon prime account. If you order, if your business orders a lot of stuff off Amazon prime, your business can pay for that. It's the main holder of that Amazon account. Cause you order a lot of stuff it's, you get so many perks owning a business and you have to factor all that stuff in. And so if you're not keeping track of your expenses, you may not know all of those perks, what all those perks cost 
And you have to factor that into your salary that you pay yourself. And if you're not paying yourself a salary, you need to be paying yourself a salary. You're worth it. So this is everything that you got to think about when you're looking at Handcuff's job. You have to understand that there's more to it, more to getting a job than just money. There's freedom to consider here. There's perks to consider here. And like I said, maybe that is what you want. Maybe you're not the type of person that is just, they're just not cut out to run a lawn care business. That's fine. I'm not trying to talk down to you. If you need to get a job, get a job for crying out loud, do it. If you need to do it for your family, do it. If, if you're just suffocating under the weight of your business, get a job by all means, go and do it. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just trying to give you thought process here, things to think about when you're considering closing down your business and going to get a job, because there's a lot to consider on the freedom side and the perk side compared to just the salary side of a job. All right. Because that's really all you're getting. You're not getting a lot of freedom with that. You're tied to it. You have to go to work every day. You have to be there. You get two weeks off a year. That's it. And so you've got to think about all this stuff when you're considering closing down your business, whatever business it might be, and getting a regular job. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Guys, don't forget about the 12-month contract. That thing is awesome. We're making some sales on that. I really appreciate those of you who have purchased the 12-month contract already. It. I hope that it really transformed your business like it will did mine. Um, I made $18,000 with my 12-month contract last year just off of the 12-month contract. And that is spread out over 12 months. That means it's a year-round income. That means that I'm not so worried about winter income anymore because I don't have to be. I get that money coming in. It's amazing. I love it. So you guys, check it out, please, at mowingindhedarkpodcast.com. Yes, when you go onto the website, yes, the image of the contract is blurred, okay? I have to do that. If I don't do that, there will be people that come to the podcast website. They will simply open up their Word document and copy it. They'll just copy it. Or they'll just copy the, the image and they'll 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 copy and paste. And so I can't be do it, I can't have that. So yes, it is blurred. Um, I have for those of you on video, if you want to see the contract, I'm holding it up right now. Go to YouTube, find this episode on YouTube on the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel, or just type in Mowing in the Dark. I'm holding the contract up right now. You can get a good look at it. It is an actual contract. It's a two-page contract. The terms and conditions are on the second page. There's only the front page on the website. It does come with the terms and conditions, all right? You just have to fill in your company name wherever it says your company name or your logo or your contact information. And then if you, if you want to customize it, you can customize it. If you don't do any, anything other than lawn mowing, you can completely cut everything else out of this contract with, with the simple click of a mouse, just cut everything else out, customize it to your business 
and you can spread those payments out over 12 months. You have a year-round income when you do that. It's amazing what you can do. So don't don't think that you're just going to have this handed to you on a platter. You're going to have to do some work on it to make it customized to your business, your business needs. All right. But this thing is amazing. I love it. I use this in my business. $18,000 made off of this in 2022 using this contract right here. That is amazing to me. So go check it out at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com. And that is it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.